for tuning in to Mystic Witch. I'm your host, Blue. You can find out more about me at bluejunetarot.com. Mystic Witch is a podcast about magic, divination, and all things supernatural. Today, our guest is the very well-connected producer and astrologer, Demetrius Bagley. Demetrius is an award-winning movie producer currently in pre-production for film short Black Astrologers Yesterday. He's been incredibly active in the astrology world over the last decade plus, working on some 30 astrologer conferences, especially the groundbreaking Queer Astrology Conference 2020. And going back through the years, he has been widely involved in many of the national as well as international conferences, so much so that he was dubbed Astrology Ambassador by Z Starman, host of Astrology Numerology Now, which I could not agree with more, to be honest. Welcome, Demetrius. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Thanks for that great intro. And shout out to uh, Z Starman. Yes, for sure. I absolutely love that man. (laughs) So he's right, though. I mean, I think I met you in that capacity in, what was it, 2014, I think, when I first met you. Uh, But you've always, I've always witnessed you connecting people. I was wondering, is that something that's in your birth chart? Um, It's definitely something I've done most of my life. I don't see it anywhere there. Um, the next time I go in and uh, have it dissected, which is not too common, uh, that is on the chart, um, I will ask that. I'm Gemini rising and uh, Mercury and Capricorn, which is pretty late in uh, degrees. So for me, it trines uh, from the ninth house. Um, the Mercury, uh, of course, rules the chart. So maybe that has something to do with it. There's a lot more going on that I don't want to unpack here, but um, <laughs> that's a common pattern throughout my life. But I haven't necessarily ever looked, or I don't recall ever looking at my chart and saying, oh, this is what's going on with that. Um, <laughs> I've just run with the ball and know that it's something that is great for community or communities even. Uh, and it feels really good to me. Uh, hap- it makes me happy. Uh, and it's very useful uh, for all involved, hopefully. Oh, yeah. You've helped me numerous times throughout the years. So thank you. <laughs> so uh, you might not even remember this, but I believe I believe that you basically predicted 2020 social justice shift in your 2018 appearance on that show. Um, regarding the next couple of years ahead for New York City specifically, um, you said something to the effect of, are we going to stand up or are we going to sit down? Are we going to deal with the crap or are we going to try to sneak by it? Uh, you were talking in reference to when Saturn comes close to the sun, comes to the sun in New York City. And you thought it would happen a little bit more in 2019, but you also said, I think we're going to see infrastructure issues then and even more so in 2020. So um, I was wondering, like, what do you think about that? I think you were talking more about the MTA at the time, but do you think that that was somewhat of a prediction about social justice change? Gosh, you went back there. Um, (laughs) I mean, things seem, I guess it's two and a half years ago or something like that, seems so different now. And and in many ways, they're not. They're just um, more dragged into the light uh, for so many more of us to see. Um, 
I don't know at that moment that I was thinking per se social justice. Definitely, I don't think that phrasing. I was thinking of sort of public, um, in a loose sense of this word, uprising. Um, one of the things I think about a lot and for uh, over a decade as an astrologer uh, and certainly uh, someone who lives in the U.S. and is born here is what's going on with this Pluto return? Uh, what's going on with, um, and saying it briefly, for non-astrologers, we the people, question mark, yes or no, yes or just yes or no answer. We're still in relationship. Uh, um, gosh, so many things to say there. We've got to answer that question as the U.S. The, uh, the Pluto return for the U.S. starts sort of into 2023, but will take uh, more than a second uh, to answer. So I was thinking about that uh, and how New York City's sun sits opposite the U.S. Uh, USA sun. Uh, and there's a there's a, a fair amount of synastry otherwise, uh, synastry being relationship uh, uh, astrologically between two charts. So we'll see. That's that's a whole whew, long conversation to itself. But no, I wasn't necessarily thinking social justice. I was thinking of public uprising and a little bit of, uh, you know, massive petitions. Yes, protests in the streets, um, calling presidents and governors and mayors and and other elected leadership out uh, and saying we have this wealth we have these resources let's get this let's get things fixed and I think what I said in that interview we still had here in New York City uh, Andy Byford still at the top of the MTA in fact I think it's just so so many weeks later uh, that he resigns I think it's been about two plus years now that we're talking um, and I think the interview was eh, two and a half quote unquote years ago uh, or panel even from that so I definitely was thinking about and continue to think about how do we the 99 percent if you will um, activate ourselves fruitfully where we can get people fed housed clothed, uh, employed, healthcare, and the list certainly goes on. Because that wealth is here, that talent is here, those resources, that knowledge, all of it's here, and not just in the USA. It is available, uh, not equally by any stretch, uh, globally. So I was thinking and le leaning into that card-carrying Sun Aquarius here, and I literally have a card uh, for, for that in my wallet for fun. So that those are some of the thoughts. Uh, um, I won't go on an MTA rant here today, but, <laughs> uh, um, which, oof, um, yeah, let me leave it. The MT, uh, what I want to say about it without the whole rant, my whole rant, or rants, plural, <laughs> we can do better, mm. and we seem, particularly on the MTA, but many other issues, obviously, and we seem to kind of just keep making it worse, uh, and... and I'm not sure who we is there, so I won't try to parse that out. So those are those are a lot of that's a lot of the thinking there. And and let me be clear, I wasn't the only person, and definitely not the only astrologer saying that. I've been reading a a lot more mundane astrologer um, in what was is the quote unquote Trumpian era, uh, and you can hear that as E R A uh, or E R R O R. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Gemini rising here. I'll I'll leave that there. There's so many more things to say. Uh, uh, just to unpack a little bit of that, mundane astrology looks at uh, many 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 things in the world, uh, including geography, uh, but a very important politics, 
Um, and I'll, I'll leave that there. I love that. And it's actually so useful to be able to see what's coming up. And I was hoping you could tell us a little bit more about, you know, what are some other ways that astrology can be used to better us as a society or even as individuals? Great question. So there there are multiple branches and uh, maybe branches of branches that I don't know if I've seen that mapped out or mapped it out myself. Um, There's mundane, which often builds on horary, but looks at it in terms of uh, uh, entities, uh, my language, and not in a necessarily woo way, but more uh, governments, right? These very legal, fiscal, uh, there's a lot of documentation and sometimes birth times, but certainly incorporation dates around them. Um, same for businesses and buildings and other things and so on. Um, there's horary, um, which maybe is the grandparent of or even great-grandparent of them all. Um, certainly, I hope people uh, know natal at least a wee bit about it. Natal, I think, is, and I'm researching this uh, in part for the, the film short, which we can talk about in a bit, but um, natal has really just been accessible to the public for eh, widely available. A hundred, maybe 150 years, but probably not more, um, at least in um, the U.S. and uh, the U.K., I'm not sure if I want to say the Western world or not. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm still learning. And I think we as a field of astrologers, we are learning more uh, the rich details of our history. It's so amazing. I'm, I'm, I know you've talked about it before and, and seen it and maybe experienced it as the native. For people to have a conversation with maybe someone, they know, astrologer they know, maybe a total stranger, and really get into the the crooks and crannies, the nitty gritty of who we are and things that maybe not, uh, quote unquote, they are in our head, so to speak, or our soul or spirit, however you want to say, but there, there's nothing we've written down or said aloud. And, you know, you book the, the consult, the reading, and you sit with them, you know, over Zoom or in person or whatever it is. And they just very quickly get to the, the crux of the matter or the heart of the matter. And I think that's because we don't, um, I think because we layer and even mask and don't uh, allow ourselves, myself included, to be more open or vulnerable in this uh, current culture, current society, going into an astrology or reading, particularly around natal, maybe even sinistry, right, you and uh, your child or you and a parent or you and a lover or you and a, a co-worker, uh, and I, I do push and advise for ethical reasons that both people are in the room for those readings, and those are there are multiple charts that are being read, so those the, the price tag will mm. go uh, right, because if it's two people, they both have their own natal char- birth charts, aka okay, natal charts. But then there's uh, different ways to combine or relate uh, both of those, the charts for uh, couples or pairs or duos reading. And certainly, you can do it for teams uh, and families uh, beyond two people, uh, two, two or more. Um, I never so- actually thought about that before. Ethically, both people should be present if their charts are pulled up. It's in the ethics codes for at least two astrology organizations, uh, ESAR and NCGR. I think it's, I think it's in more. I'm just uh, I haven't read any of the bylaws. Uh, I love that. Second, I think it's important. If there's a way um, that a lot of non-astrologers talk about, uh, sort of, let's say, self-help uh, realm, talk about, don't try to fix, you know. Um, 
I'm going to go on a limb here purposely. Don't don't try to fix Trump and focus every day on uh, shaking your fist at him. Not that that's not an honest reaction or emotion. What are you doing, right? Are you on the phones, phone banking? Are you voting? Are you donating? Are you meditating to keep calmer than not? And and the list goes on and on of what we can what we can choose to do and, and may need to do for our own uh, well-being and livelihood and so on. Those are the things that we, uh, I, I say, uh, more, more than not, in control of and own and need to be. I think one of the things about this uh, political moment, big air quotes on moment, that we're in is there's a lot of finger pointing and kind of looking at others and not enough, right, out of balance, lopsided. It's almost the, um, of ourselves to finish that uh, thought. Um, I keep seeing this come up and I'm like, is this the universe talking to me? This <laughs> idea that we have two ears and one mouth that, you know, nothing, nothing probably new about that for anybody listening. Uh, I keep seeing it in a reference to Gemini. Again, I have Gemini rising, which is funny. But I think there's something important as we're in this hashtag new age of air uh, collectively and certainly personally that we lean back and listen. We don't have to love it. We don't have to like it. Uh, you know, whether the click, click, clickety click on social media or uh, and certainly the emotions of it. I think, though, it's important to hear people, even if they're uh, sound batshit crazy, um, just to kind of say, oh, OK, they're way over there. I'm not going way over there. I'm going this other way. I'm going to let them be. Um, many things to say about that. But I think the short of what I want to say here. Uh, and I am of a certain age now, Gen X are here, is we need more self-control uh, and self-awareness. And I, I do see astrology as a very important tool, and have for many years, well before we were talking about Trump uh, ad nauseum, um, that for the 21st century, we've, we've got to get ourselves together, spiritual, uh, humans, spiritually and emotionally. And I, I'm pretty sure astrology is the tool to do that. It's not the only tool, but I think it's the most important because of how amazing and rich it is. For sure, I'm biased. Um, <laughs> but I, I, it's, 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 I think, key to humans, uh, shout out to Michelle Obama, doing better for the rest of this century and beyond. Yes. Thank you so much. So you were talking to me about equity, cooperation, and you mentioned already the new age of air. Can you extend on that a little bit? Yes. Um, the new, hashtag new age of air is a fun, um, I think I may have added the hashtag, but the title is <laughs> from uh, a presentation I saw in 2018 at the Mothership Astrologers Conference, uh, UAC, United Astrology Conference, which has been around for 30 or so years. It's a um, joint effort by uh, several different astrological organizations to bring together hundreds of astrologers from around uh, the U.S. Uh, and certainly the world beyond. Um, for whatever reason, uh, it skews, uh, ex excluding India, um, that a lot of, there are tons of known astrologers uh, in the U.S. There are elsewhere in the world, but they're 
uh, still being sort of found by way of social media and otherwise. But um, astrology requires education slash literacy because uh, it, from an important angle, astrology is essentially a language. Um, and I'll, I'll leave that there because that gets into some other debates that aren't necessarily important to me right now about <laughs> is it art, is it a science, is it a both? Uh, there's so much math involved with astrology, I do want to say. It's hard for me not to see, uh, and it, it includes really, uh, it is the predecessor, um, uh, in, in, some, in a way of speaking, of astronomy. Uh, leaving that, so the New Age of Air is talking about this new uh, era that we just entered, uh, December 21st, 2020, with uh, the, let me get it right, the Great Conjunction. Um, which happened to be on a solstice day. It does, is, is it necessarily usually on a solstice or equinox day? That just happened to be that way. Um, and the conjunction is between Jupiter and Saturn, which were right at the beginning of Aquarius at zero degrees and 30 zodiacal, I think, or maybe it was 28 zodiacal minutes, 30 minutes, but just barely into Aquarius. So folks know that, probably know that Aquarius is this um, future-oriented, um, I the verb I use a lot, a lot for Aquarius, is uh, I is is remix. I think Aquarians are uh, notorious and as well as beloved for coming into a situation or a structure, that let's call it X, and saying, well, can we throw Y on it? Can we, you know, throw exponential on it? Three or just to to modify to change. Uh, sometimes for change sake, which is not necessarily what other folks want or even need, but sometimes to refresh or to pivot or to um, uh, reawaken or to enliven, and the list goes on. But I think in, in many ways we are the remixers of the Zodiac, um, and I'm very well aware of everything. I have Capricorn on my chart, too. Not everything needs to be remixed, or we, we need to be judicious about that. Um we're in a moment, though, where so much isn't working uh, and wasn't working. And I think the pandemic, uh, and certainly there's a lot of astrology in 2020 without backing into all of it, um, that's going on there. Staying with this new age of air uh, and a little bit at, at, uh, 2020 at large, that Jupiter and Saturn and at zero Aquarius, this whole new era of the great conjunctions, let me get it right, in air signs. Um, there's a lot to parse out there with the techni technical, which I won't. But suffice to say, big air quotes here, since we're on audio and people don't see, I like to, I, I'm, people who have known me for a while are like, you gesticulate a lot. What's, what is that? Uh, well, it was actually necessary for me to say this in the last interview as well, <laughs> air quotes, because we're talking about the QAnon shaman. And I told everyone to imagine the word shaman in air quotations. Sorry, go on. <laughs> That's interesting. You said, and I, I started playing with the uh, the word in a few ways. Um, a, a shaman. Um, the new so the new age of air. So let's put a pin in that for one second. We just left uh, quote unquote two hundred years. Big quotes here. Um, if we think about it as music, staying. Uh, um, so the the ending Earth era, just I like alliteration, is basically industrialization, uh, and time-wise, we're basically talking about the 1800s 
and the 1900s, right? Uh, the prior quote unquote 200 year period. Again, there's a lot of technical there, but uh, we don't need to get caught up in that here. What's really important is that was uh, all the great conjunctions of Jupiter and Saturn are make uh, when they conjunct, that's a great conjunction. They do that every 20, right about 20 years. Uh, quite uh, cleanly, um, and they stay in an element for, uh, uh, and that was Earth for, uh, I think, the 1820, and then give or take uh, 1840, and so on. Um, I think what we got there, if we look back, or as I look back, is making things faster, making many things, making them better, getting them to many people in the world. Um, we can talk about foodstuffs. We can talk about vehicles. We can definitely and need to talk about clothes. We can talk about bricks. We can talk about steel. There's a long list there. And and, and part of this uh, film short that I'm making, uh, Black Astrologers Yesterday, is going to lean a little bit into that. But then I think for me, I want to look more at the 1800s. Um, I, I think a lot of people know the 1900s were astounding for a lot of uh, technology, uh, some of it quite dangerous, but some of it fascinating as far as uh, on the up, upside, I think. Radio, TV, internet, um, the phone, telephone, uh, and many, many, many other, but those those are right a few things I think people are very familiar with. I want to shout out as a moon and cancer refrigeration was a game changer, game changer. I don't know that radio was, I know there are arguments for it, but refrigeration is very much a game changer in a few ways that I'm still starting to wrap my head around. Uh, that connects I to- I absolutely think radio was a huge innovative change, huge. And it gave Mercury even more things to rule. <laughs> I'm sitting with that. There's a way that, and this actually becomes important, looking at astrology's uh, recent history. Radio and uh, radio, in some ways, echoes newspapers. So, in in uh, it's certainly different and it's certainly innovative. I don't know if it was per se from where I'm sitting, and certainly I need to learn more about it. And I love radio, and I've done some radio, um, and it's just amazing. <laughs> it's. I don't know if it's a game changer in the, um, the level that refrigeration is enormous. I, I want people to imagine as we, uh, as I, uh, try not to shake my fist all day about what's happening in Texas now that we're speaking and elsewhere in the world, but ref, uh, and not happening because everybody in the world does not have refrigeration or indoor plumbing and that list uh, unfortunately goes on a little bit. But um, what's important there is, uh, you know, uh, indoor plumbing that took a, a huge leap, sanitation. There's so many things in the 1800s and 1900s that better many, 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 many millions and then billions of people's lives, not everyone. Now in this new age of air, because this shifts, Earth is about uh, values, it's about money, um, it's about resources, it's about tangible things, right? If we look at the 80s and the, the sort of, uh, not sort of, the negative side of that. But in the new age of air, we're interested in hopefully keeping those things, but spreading them to everyone in help, healthy and helpful ways. We're interested in equal pay for women. 
We're interested in more collaborations, uh, cooperations. Uh, the air signs, uh, just a reminder, are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. These glyphs actually have in them um, uh, a doubling, if you will, uh, not necessarily a duality, but a doubling, right? The two waves for Aquarius, this um, arc, if I can say it that way, and then the line uh, for Libra going backwards here, and then there are different ways to write uh, the Gemini uh, twins, as it were. Uh, I know it basically as the Roman numeral two or two sort of capital I's uh, melded together. Um we are arguably, sorry, water signs, the relationship signs. And so we've got to share the planet, right? We need to kick climate crisis, that, that we need to not stop kicking the can down the road and resolve that. And so the new, this time of new age of air is these questions will get a different um, spin and hopefully answers that really, uh, again, uh, healthfully and help, helpfully resolve them because we have that knowledge we have as humans we have that talent and many talents in the world today but the political will hasn't necessarily shown itself uh to resolve the water crisis uh in flint michigan uh the mta that we spoke about uh in new york city uh, and other public transit uh, in the world certainly in the u.s the list goes on and on the the good news is we can resolve a number of these issues if we, if and when we come together to kick their butts or just to squash them and to move forward. It does mean a paradigm shift. It probably means we don't revere billionaires much anymore and we do tax the motherfuckers. It does mean that we probably let go of this sort of star system the way it has existed for about 100 years in Hollywood, uh, and that has been exported to uh, other countries, uh, film industries, and so on. Uh, and that's a common one I see a lot of uh, colleague, astrologer colleagues talking about. Uh, I haven't dived into that. Uh, I want to say, though, the new age of air uh, is not all unicorns and rainbows or what have you. I think there's a way, particularly because this all kicks off with Aquarius, that uh, Aquarius can be very dictatorial um, and can kind of uh, be very, very demanding, over-demanding, I would say, uh, outing myself a little bit, and uh, uh, can be quite controlling of, we're going to do it this way. Uh, if you look at some of the uh, infamous dictators of, of the last 200 years, they have Aquarius suns. Uh, and we can even look here uh, at, uh, at the U.S. Um, Reagan was an Aquarius. In fact, uh, I share a birthday with him, uh, February 6th. Um, Yikes. We can have some yeah, conversations about uh, another time where people can take as homework. Uh, Clinton, uh, Bill Clinton and uh, Obama are Leos, the opposite sign of Aquarius. Um, and a lot of their magic uh, was not unlike Reagan and that they were very quote-unquote telgenic. I remember that starting to pop up in newspapers after Reagan was elected. Uh, again, I am a, of a certain age. So the new age of air says we're going to think and we're going to do uh, and live differently. But we're just at the beginning, right? We're only so many weeks in, and this is a 200-year era. So there's a big fight over, uh, certainly in uh, DC, Washington, D.C., oh, you want us to take care of the 99%? Like the, these documents say? Nah, we want to keep the fat cats fat. 
right? And the, the 1%, the 1%. And this isn't new, folks. Yeah. This isn't only in the U.S., right? Astrology applies to the whole globe. Because this is, in some way, some of the same questions the country was founded on, but we haven't necessarily realized um tongue-in-cheek here, all men are created equal, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness for all citizens. Um, but I, I do see uh, hints of that um, with Biden in office, uh, who is also of a certain age um, and has been in D.C. for so long. Uh, and don't shake your fist at me if, <laughs> if you're listening. Uh, you're progressive. I'm progressive, too. But um, uh, I have a lot of friends around me who aren't necessarily progressive, um, but are realist or even pessimist. Um, and I for sure have learned a few decades into my life. Um, uh, and uh, ironically, looking at this Jupiter-Saturn cycle, change doesn't necessarily, uh, a widespread change doesn't necessarily come as fast uh, as we would like. Definitely not as fast as I would like. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to say one more thing about the new age. I am... Um, New age of air. Air moves much faster than Earth, so buckle up. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of change, obviously, that needs to happen around all of those issues, and you know, with that comes a lot of work. One good thing, um, maybe you can tell us some more about what uh, the changes have been that you've seen within the astrology community in terms of inclusion. Many things. Let me see what I can rattle off. Um, so we've just seen um, the first black woman elected to the ESAR board yes. uh, by a membership vote just in the last so many days, uh, Clarissa Dolphin. Um, Sam Reynolds has been on there for, I think, six, maybe seven or eight years now. Um, I don't think it's eight, but it, it's it's a good six plus years uh uh, maybe not the first black man to be on there, but first in a long time. Uh, and there, there are very few people of color on the Astro boards. So uh, we've seen a lot of shifts there in the last, let's say, year and a half. Uh, certainly, uh, in particular, the AFAN board uh, and certainly ISAR um, and another board uh, that I'm not forgetting. Um, I'll, I'll jump here because it's certainly not all about Astro orgs. I myself have am now at the helm of QA, Queer Astrology. There are quite a few things to say there, including shout out to all the folks who participated in the 2020 virtual conference, um, which was astounding in many ways and groundbreaking, very intentionally groundbreaking. That was the first online, but the fifth there. Um, a shout out to Christina Caudill, who has hosted two, if not two, all women roster virtual summits in astrology. Um, the first one was last spring, very early in the pandemic, um, The Astrology of Awakening. I'm forgetting the subtitle, but folks can look it up. Her sequel to that is coming up this April, just a year later, although she's done two other conferences since. Uh, one all women and one uh, a mix of esoterics from different disciplines uh, with rock star, a rock star um, uh, Billy Corrigan from Smashing Pumpkins, which is a amazing um, interfacing. Um Gosh, what else do I want to say? I think what we saw from Christina and those, uh, the first two virtual summits with all women rosters, I haven't seen that uh, in my time in the community of uh, approaching 15 years here. And I have looked back and have, you know, not at my feet, but close here up, 
here in my uh, office, um, documents and, and brochures from things in the 90s and the 70s and the 80s uh, in the astrology world. Um, women have, you know, no big surprise, sadly, have gotten <laughs> short end of the stick in the community many times, yet have made a lot of the innovations and the uh, evolutions, uh, including uh, UAC that uh, was mentioned earlier. Um, what else that we saw is a lot more attention and love given to uh, certainly black astrologers, uh, as a largely as a ripple to uh, the murder of George Floyd last May. Um, so the podcast I produce, uh, Stars on Fire with Mecca and Janelle, Mecca Woods and Janelle Belgrave, also here in New York City, uh, we were able to get some financial support um, to buy micro nice microphones because we weren't going back and still are not back in our um, studio. We have free uh, access by way of some community producer credentials that I have, um, but for obvious reasons, we're not back in the studio. There's that. There are a few others that I'm not thinking of top of mind, but partly what we saw in 2020 was uh, 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 is more astrologers of colors get highlighted and, excuse me, and grow their business. Uh, I want to shout out uh I want to say two things. One, we there were hints of this in 2018 at uh, UAC 2018, which was in Chicago. There was a shift in uh, diversity in the attendees, not necessarily in the roster, at least not to my liking or loving. But we did, uh, and I, I worked on the social media for that with Sam Reynolds and a couple other people. So that shift was already in motion. We've seen it through NARWAC, uh, Northwest Astrological. Um, I missed a letter there. No, that's right. Uh, Nora's North uh, or <laughs> Astrology Conference. They have helped with a lot of scholar diversity scholarships that may have some open now. Really? Yeah, that's helped really. Fantastic. One of the things we need to see and we did see in the last, it is fantastic, is we need to, and not just for BIPOC astrologers or just people in, in other fields or areas, we need to be invited, mm-hmm. be welcomed, and we need to be engaged. It's not just extending the invitation to come, you know, see this talk. It's not just greeting us at the door, even if it's a virtual door these days. It's also engaging with us and giving us uh, more than the impression that the actions that we matter to you, you want us here. Um, when people aren't welcome, uh, I think this is true for anybody, uh, even cross-culturally, they don't return, they don't come back. And that's very important as we have more events and when we get back uh, on Zoom and also, um, I don't know if I can say post-Zoom, but post-Math. Um, and it really is that simple but I think a lot of times we skip over one or more of the inviting, welcoming, and engaging. And the way that reads to us emotionally, if not otherwise, means, again, we don't come back and we can take issue. And it can roll in this whole different way that may be intended, right, but may not be intended. But what happens is, yes, we are divided. We are split. We are separated, or it seems that way. And we really need to come together on some things, right, where we do agree. Uh, And there are so many places that uh, a lot of people do agree, right? I think folks listening want to agree that we want 
uh, not just astrology, but tarot and other esoterics to be embraced and to enrich people's lives again in healthy and helpful ways. And some of that goes back to, as odd as it may sound, inclusion and diversity, because tools aren't, as far as I know, prejudice or bigoted about who they're helping, but because they relate to particularly astrology, as I think I said, literacy slash education, and there's already a lopsidedness there that can continue to ripple unless we tilt it back to even, right, back to this new age of air and equity and um, equality, right, is is arguably a very Libra or Libran word. Uh, Many pieces there, but things definitely shifted uh, in 2020, very demonstratively. Uh, shout out to, Sh- uh, to Kira Tabor, who became the director of Fresh Voices in Astrology, which hosts summits and now monthly talks from a variety of uh, largely millennial astrologers, uh, whether they're queer or BIPOC and or um, innovators uh, of particular techniques or uh, uh, tools in the, the enormous uh, astrological toolbox. But a lot of it, I want to say again, is inviting people and sometimes that, uh, and and welcoming and engaging, and that can take some extra time or work to uh, find a woman to host or co-host this summit, to do this, to do that, to talk here. It's so worth it, though, because it also, uh, and there's a lot of data out uh, around this, particularly for cities, uh, Richard Florida, I know, is one of the innovators. When we diversify rosters and cities and clientele and attendees and attract many more people, the numbers go up as far as attendance, as far as ticket sales and and, 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 because we're all here, right, on Earth, uh, last I checked. And, but this is different, or pivoting even, from how business uh, has been done largely before um, but it is good uh, business. It is healthy, I think, cooperative, neighborly, uh, being human, uh, yeah. and there are ways to parse that. Yes. So uh, we we don't have a lot of time left, but I'm really curious to hear before we go a little bit about this short film that you are producing. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Thank you. So BAY, acronym Black Astrologers Yesterday, um, it's something I did a Kickstarter for, and shout out to any astrologers who are or will or have done a Kickstarter. That's also a change we've seen in the community, leaning back a little bit. I did a Kickstarter for it um, in December 2020 um, for the first phase, the pre-production. So I'm, I'm taking time to research from Benjamin Banneker. Uh, Benjamin Banneker was born before the founding of the union and actually helped to shape and lay out what is now, which is the capital of the, the new capital of the country, aka Washington, D.C. Uh, surveying uses a lot of math and looks uh, in those days, I think it still does, at the stars and positions. I don't, I don't quite understand it. You've seen people out in the middle of the street with this very thin, uh, almost robotic-looking sort of tripod. I think they're often like this sort of uh, dried mustard color uh, across the U.S., and I think I've seen it even in other countries, but a different kind of color. But that surveying, um, which has, there's a lot going on there about topography and angles and, and, and. But Banneker was this self-taught mathematical genius, and 
he was an astronomer, which I've known for uh, since very young. And then it occurred to me three years ago with the quote unquote black uh, beginning of 2018 Black Panther eclipses. Wait a minute. He, if he was an astronomer in the 1700s, this means he was an astrologer. Have uh, looked at that. Uh, he did write and publish uh, seven almanacs. Almanacs, as people may know, look at moon phases and signs and such for farmers and gardening otherwise. But in those days, they really were also ephemeris. Ephem- I'm forgetting the plural, but they were also ephemeruses uh, and really still are with respect to the moon today. Uh, and so he was calculating uh, a self-taught uh, in immense amount of math, um, which uh, with no scientific calculator, uh, I think double and triple checking, maybe even quadruple checking himself was very meticulous. Scorpio sun, I'm forgetting the rest of the planets. Uh, we don't know his birth time. So I don't know if he was Virgo rising or something like that. Uh, we probably won't ever know. But that got my mind worrying about, worrying about, well, who else is there? And did he teach anyone? And how do, how do we, how is astrology passed down through the decades for astrologers in general, particularly with women is, is part of a separate thought, but then also black astrologers. And so I'm looking at who are the astrologers, uh, very tricky in the 1800s because astrology sort of kind of disappears in the U.S. It's, it's around, but it, uh-huh. it really recedes in this very dramatic way. Um, and I'm not sure why that is yet. Uh, and then in the 1900s, we start getting syndicated horoscopes, as I think I uh, hinted or mentioned before, particularly in uh, newspapers and magazines. And then, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe in radio, um, uh, sort of after the recovery from the Great Depression or somewhere around there. And then it just uh, keeps uh growing, basically, or solidifying. Um, where are black astrologers in that? And I've done some of this, some research uh, back into 2018 and 2019, uh, and then other things, life things were going on for me and put it aside. But I thought, okay, if I'm, you know, quote unquote, sitting around for, uh, as a lot of us are, for the next so many months, what else can I find from um, the beginning of the country, the U.S., the USA, all the way through 2020? Um, and it's fascinating already who and what I'm finding and seeing. Um, I don't want to tip my hand here um, because I need to put more than two and two together. But it's quite intriguing. And then just maybe sort of looping this whole conversation together in one way, one of the things that may maybe is on my chart um, that I recognized before I even knew what a chart was <laughs> is this pattern of me volunteering in communities and getting involved with the archives, uh, physical archives, the files, the history of it. Uh, I, I use Placid as house system, and so I have a ninth house Mercury. Again, that, of course, is ruling the, the Gemini rising chart, but is also trying it uh, very tightly. Um, and so that, I think that's part of what's going on with that Mercury. Ar- arguable, though, but um, that's common. And so I've started to think about, well, how does that look now, you know, decade plus in to astrology, what if, uh, and people are like, you know all these bits in history, how do you play this back? And so many things uh, came together, right? And a lot of sitting and thinking, uh, a lot of sitting and thinking, <laughs> and calendar 2020, and I thought uh, many things, but part of it is, let's see some of these black astrologers in history, and let's see them in context of uh, the U.S. I'm just looking at U.S. Uh, 
for a variety of reasons. Maybe, maybe I will go look at the UK or, and or work with other people to do it uh, and elsewhere in the world. But there's quite a bit in the US, and again, as I think I said in this conversation, there's an outsized way that astrologers have, uh, black and otherwise, have access to many books and teachers and other resources uh, to learn and teach uh, and serve, uh, consult folks and otherwise on astrology. Um, and that's history that Christopher Renstrom, shout out to him, has been working on for 20 years uh, more broadly. Um, there are a few other names, and, and there are actually academics that have reached out to me uh, from MIT and uh, UC Santa Barbara, uh, and, and oh. some that's popping up. Um, uh, and I want to say some of that is, uh, to me, is very funny. Is a little bit of the, the air signs. I put this project out, right? Crowdfunding is arguably this sort of fusion of the best of uh, earth elements and the best of air elements. But one of the, uh, I've been doing Kickstarters for well over a decade, uh, usually in the vegan space. When you put it out there, it's so interesting how people want to help and support uh, a project, a dream, a phase of a business or whatever uh, is being proposed through that campaign. Certainly it's about money, but actually it's, it's more just uh, getting it to move forward uh, including money for sure, but it's about more than that. Uh, and I knew that, but even experiencing it, uh, particularly in the astrology world, is quite uh, gratifying and humbling and amazing. And uh, I guess I've already been cursing, so I'll do it at least once more time. Fucking amazing. Um, Fucking amazing. Yeah, we are full expletive on this show. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm, yeah, glad to hear that. Um, there's so many... Uh, certainly bad things we can use uh, fuck for, but they're uh, and obviously fun things, but also so many good things. I I want to say this and then uh, wrap up. There, uh, looking back at this history, uh, which isn't just about astrology, just isn't about black folks in this country, right? And the very tricky, messy, not great histories there. It's also that humans have made some strides forward. Certainly we have many more, as you said, uh, and I think I said two earlier. I think now we will see quite a bit of that in this decade. Um, I hope so, at least in parts of the world. Um, I just want to say it's awesome, uh, again, being of a certain age, this sort of Zoom podcast call Skype that we're having, this is not a thing 25 years ago. I'm sure it's in someone's, I'm not sure. I believe it's in someone's imagination in the mid 90s, but it's not a thing. We're just, we're still deep in beepers, y'all. And beepers were like the shit in the day. I, I didn't ever have one. I more was like, I want voicemail and voice answering machines, which were very tangible. Um, lots to say about technology and uh, there that I do want to say. But what I want to say is there's a lot of awesome tools and certainly awesome people and awesome podcasts and organizations and in, in the world. Find those ones that are awesome for you and whatever agenda or agenda items that you are moving. So uh, we can leave, we can make the world better while we're here and yeah. certainly leave a better one behind. That's so available and possible now in ways that it wasn't uh, when I was a kid uh, and certainly before I was born. I'm a 70s child. I'll, I'll say that and then leave it without kidding. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, I've gotta, I'm going to spill all the tea. I thank you for um, having me on. Yeah. Um, 
been a, a fun uh, exchange and conversation. Yeah, it's been a pleasure having you. Thank you so much for speaking with us. So last thing I want to say, uh, thanks once more time, is stay mystic, witches. Yes! <laughs> Be sure to subscribe to Mystic Witch on any of your favorite platforms. And you can show your support by contributing monthly at anchor.fm or on our Patreon page. Follow us on social media to hear exclusive audio clips from our guests at Mystic Witch Podcast. <laughs>